Yeah, how is it that we got here three hours early and are starting 45 minutes late? No. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? Waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest country on earth. Welcome to Bob Says Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, finding magic, and the power of nostalgia. On this episode, we're talking about characters can't hug you at Disneyland, and that's a shame. Disneyland brings back World of Color, Fantasmic, and more. A trip to Paris is now cheaper than visiting Disneyland. We talk about reviews that have come out for the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. And in our main segment, the Storms are planning their first trip back down to Disneyland in forever. And ponder, is Disney California Adventure really a full-day park? My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my brother on the mic, Absolute Aaron Robbins. Hey, I have something to say about every single one of those news stories. I know you do. And probably a little bit more. Oh. Welcome to the unforgettable, forgettable episode 94. We like to think of our episodes as years, uh, 1900 years. So like in 84 was a big year. 84 we did. We did Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. 93 was a a great episode last week where we did the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, nothing to do with the year 1993. No, but we could have talked about it. Sure. We didn't, though, but we, we didn't. We could have. We could have. We chose not to. We, there was so much FET action in that. that we we are also choosing to not talk about 1994 because it really is not I that I don't big remember anything that happened in 1994. Again, I, I, I said Jamiroquai. That was my... Was he really big in that thing? I feel like that's a 94 thing. So, like, felt hats were kind of big then. Big sort of... Yeah, like big, huge, Mad Hatter type of hats right. worn unironically by people. Like if Dr. Seuss toned it down a little bit. Yeah, that's you. sort of what I remember <laughs> yeah. about 1994. Right on. I also want to say that I think Green Day's sophomore album came out. Oh, wow. Uh, Insomniac, I think, came out in 1994. Well, that, would be a, that, would, that would be a poll. Pearl, Jam, Pearl Jam versus came out, which okay. is a great second album uh, from Pearl Jam. They came out in 1994. Pretty yeah. sure they came out in 1994. Sure. They may have been tail end of 93, if I'm I being honest I lumped all with you. Pearl Jam's albums together. You do? Phytology. Yeah. Uh, Keep going. Uh... That first one. Ten. <laughs> Ten, yeah. Mm-hmm. The first one yep. was really good. Vitology. Mm-hmm. Spin the Black Circle. Which is all Vitology. Okay. <laughs> Not the name of an album itself. Wow, you're a Pearl Jam fan. I'm a bit. I, I like Pearl Jam. Okay, right on. Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, so Versus came out. Do you ever order in the style of Eddie Vedder when you're out at a restaurant? All hail French fries. And side of vanilla shake. Like that? Yeah, exactly. Every time I order. I thought so. Yeah. I could I could sense that about you. What else is happening in uh, episode Quarter nine? Oh. Pounder. <laughs> Hold the cheese. Don't be crazy. Cheese is delicious. No one. Why does everybody do Go Better Man lunch. when they're impersonating Eddie Vedder? Why does everybody do what? Better Man when, uh, in the name of that song? Uh, I believe that was uh, actually an elderly woman behind a counter in a small town. Okay. Wow! Uh, if if I if I believe that's what the tune was. Thanks for doing that. But you could also you could apply that to Better Man. Okay. Yeah, you could apply that to Better Man. Right on. Did uh, I ever tell ooh. you I I met Eddie Vedder? Our dra- Eddie Vedder drank next to Eddie Vedder one night. Wow. So true story. Okay, let's have it. Let's have it. Uh, this is all in the theme of '94, folks, which is the episode that you're listening to. <laughs> the year was 1994. 2001. Okay, I believe. And I'm at the Formosa Cafe of in Los Angeles. Right. 
Uh, we, uh, me and my friends are, are there. We're having drinks. And we stay there until the bar shuts down. You so close the place down. Close the place down. And I am not kidding. It is me, Tim Robbins, and Eddie Vedder. Tim that, Robbins from Shawshank Redemption yes, fame? <laughs> and we wow. close the bar down. Yeah. And we all end up in the parking lot together as we are looking for our rides. And Tim Robbins is like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know about any of it. Eddie like, Vedder's like, I he, know. I don't he, know about any it of was, it. Eddie Vedder and Tim Robbins came together or they were out together. Yeah. And then I was next to them at the bar and the three of us ended up closing down. The Who has the saddest story? Again. I mean, don't leave me hanging. Oh, I'm sure it was Eddie Vedder. Vedder. Did he ever hang from rafters? No, he never hung from a rafter. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, you didn't get full Vedder then. I didn't get the full Vedder experience. Yeah. But, uh, but I, have an left, Eddie, I have an Eddie Vedder story. So to clarify, <laughs> when you left, it was 2 a.m. It was dark. Yes. So you would say you, it was dark Vedder. Are you trying to do like a Darth Vader thing? <laughs> I was trying to. It was to. pretty close. No, it wasn't good. It was, you know what? A for oh. effort. A okay, for effort. thank you. Yeah. All right. 1994, episode 94. It's going to be a fun episode. Tons of news. And asking the pivotal question, uh, can you take a break from Disneyland? For a full day. Be there. Be ready to go. But go, nah, I'm going to do DCA for the entire all day. day. All day at DCA. You will hear Disneyland today. That's right. You'll you, see it. You will see. You will not go into That's it. Right. That's right. That's right. Is that a thing you that. should do? Pros and cons. I am looking forward to getting your advice on that. Okay, great. And, and exploring that. Before we get into that, before yeah. we get into the news, I have a rat of hand gestures. Oh, okay. I was, uh, re- I realized we made two critical mistakes in conversations in the past couple of episodes. We didn't nose bump and there was very little like high fiving. Oh, I didn't even consider those. Okay, so now we've of made it. so many more <laughs> yeah. errors. What, uh, what, did, what, what did we do? Uh, last week we were talking about the book of Boba Fett and we were talking about Timothy Oliphant. And yeah. uh, of course I was talking about, and we were both talking about how much we love him. Deadwood, not Deadwood. Westworld. Yeah. Yes, we had said, oh, I know him from Westwood. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's the name of the show. Nope. Deadwood. Deadwood was that's the name right. of the show. It's not my fault they have so many wood shows. That's true. I mean, I'm not blaming you for making the mistake. Yeah. I'm just acknowledging that we made one. Great. You're you're welcome. The other probably more important one, more uh-huh. critical for the power of nostalgia, mm. is we were talking a little bit about Capri Sun a couple okay. of weeks ago. Did that make it onto the episode? It made it on the episode. Oh, wow. We talked about Capri Sun and Ecto Cooler, and I said, have you ever tried... Poppets before. Yeah, Poppets, an accordion, an accordion drink shake, shaker thing. Right. Yeah. And as I was listening to, I was like, that's not what they were called. Yeah, what were they called? It was called Burple. <laughs> that's not much better. It's not. I have not tried but Burple I either. To be pop it, yeah, no, I appreciate that. A Poppet or a Burple, I've not had either. It was a it was a, again like an accordion shaped container. Were they trying to compete with Gatorade for some reason? I don't know what they were doing there. Interesting. And they never had a Burple. And you would unscrew the top California and then, thing or Midwest thing only? No, I don't think so. I think market? it was a national thing. Wow. I think it was. Okay. Definitely like a late eighties, I would say late eighties type of thing, maybe eighty seven. How much fun! And you would, uh, and when you unaccordioned it, it would make a burping sound. Yeah, like Tim Allen. That was the first thing they were going to call it the Tim Allen. The Tim Allen. But then they're like, let's go with burple. Let's just, you know what? It'll play better. It'll play better. Then we have to pay him royalties every time somebody burples. Then you would fill it with water. Mm -hmm. Screw the thing back. Shake it up. Not like a crystal light or like a crystal light, something like that. Interesting. It's a burple. What else has been going on in your life? Nothing. Really? Absolutely nothing, Aaron. You've been doing the, doing the one-wheeling? You've been out I'm, on some new trails? I've, I've been one-wheeling. Relaxing? Trying to? Just, you know, I just live a carefree lifestyle. I don't yeah. know if you know yeah. that. Yeah. You I look have, stress-free. Your hair looks stress-free. My hair always looks stress-free. Yeah. 
I, I've, there's no stressors in my life. There's no major decisions that I need to make. No. Uh, there's not, I mean, I am like, everything's lined up, locked in and, and clear, crystal clear. I am a low, crystal light clear. I am a low key entertainer at all times. I'm Your just like, life is like a, a diet burple, if you will. If you it's will. Crystal and light. And it, it makes, uh, that sound. <laughs> didn't make that sound. No. It made like more of like a. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. How about you? Not a lot going on. We got, we talked about on the, uh, and then when we did the new year's show, we talked about some goals this year. And yeah, one of the things right. we said is we're going to have new content, new types of podcasts. Yes. I have uh, long worked in and tried to work in the kids podcast uh, area. And so I'm excited to announce uh, a new project that I've been working on it's out there in the wild. It's uh, it's available now. It's available now. And definitely as a band theater, you should check it out. And, and what is it? It's called the remarkable Hugh needs an artist like you. And it's an interactive, uh, creative and drawing prompt podcast for kids. I would say eight to whatever. I say imaginations of all ages. Eight to 80. It is the creative process, drawing prompts and creative prompt, but done in narrative. So like an activity book. Think of if Willy Wonka and Walt Disney created an activity book together. This is that podcast. And the the kid is the one who actually creates the activity book. Yeah, it's a second person. So you are the every whoever's listening is the star of every episode. And you go through a story. And in that story, there are creative prompts and drawing prompts for you to interact and think of things and call out things or draw things. And uh, it's just a ton of fun. I love writing it. It's very fantastic full and weird so it's all fully produced with music sound effects and all that kind of stuff like that kennedy did an episode last week and she's going to do another one is Uh, there a place for people to share their creations as they've worked through the podcast yeah on on instagram we're doing a couple different things on instagram you can just share them with at remarkable hue h-u-e uh and facebook and all all the normal places but right now just listen and uh, i'm relying on the bantha tears yes to, to, to to let me know what they think what we can do better and we got uh, these things called the envelopes of uh, ingenuity, which are like physical envelopes. Uh, and I'm putting my story-driven art projects in them, and we're taking them to little little free libraries around California, sticking those in putting there, putting them in there, putting them in there, and just trying to spread the cheer of creative and get the creative juices of of California flowing. That is so exciting, so fun. I'm yeah, really excited for you. Yeah, the remarkable hue. Needs an artist like you. Yeah, you can search for it right now on Apple or Spotify. Wherever you, you listen. You can listen to, I think there's Is four true? episodes. If I say wherever you listen, that's true? Probably. So yeah, that's, that's, the, exciting. that's, that's, the, most, exciting. that's the most exciting thing going on. It's just something I've always tried to do on all the different podcasts. Yeah. I feel like I love having that interactive component. Oh my gosh, especially in, and with, with it being a kids-focused creative work show. If you're looking for something to do in the car or you're looking for something to do in the classroom, check it out. Well, boy, that feels like an episode in and of itself. But we Fun. have only scratched the surface on yes. 94. Some stuff Jamiroquois would be proud. <laughs> yeah, he would. We've only skated. We've only slid on, on a vertical escalator, a horizontal escalator right. across the surface of this episode. We have only begun to glimpse into the virtual insanity. Can I just say something about Jamiroquois real quick? Yeah. <laughs> I think he was a lot more awesome than 1994 led on. I think you're right. I do believe that. I believe he was a more talented musician, a more talented artist than like he kind of flashed up and people were like, I don't understand this. And I then he really kind of went it. away. Yeah. I think he's way more talented than people realize. I I think you're I would agree I mean I, I'm not saying I'm not sitting here as Jamiroquoi fan number one but you've never saying, drank with him at the Formosa yeah I mean like maybe if I threw a couple back with him at the Formosa I would you would be able to comment further right 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 I wonder if he drinks out of his hat <laughs> that would be amazing it's cool it's lined no it's yeah. fine it's lined he can just, and he just yeah. hands the hat over is that gonna drip everywhere up? no I got it's don't be crazy it's no, got I mean, it lined, I, lined. Yeah. I don't want to do that I don't want to make a mess fill it up your glass oh my hat smart guy I like that so the gutter's like, um, I just put it on. I fill it up, put it on my head. 
drink the I drink it from my hair. I can't imagine what Eddie Vedder would look like in a Jamarakoi hat. Yeah. I shudder to think. Yeah. It would look like Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka on a long weekend. Yep. Like on a road trip. Yep. I think is where it's going. Yeah. Let's get into some news because okay. this is the the theme of ninety four was hey, let's get through it. You'll be fine. Hey, it's ninety four. Ninety five's coming and that's fun to say. It's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. In 1994, there was some news. Some what? Oh, of course. What? What was what? OJ Simpson. Did that really happen in 94? How spooky that we were just talking about his house in Brentwood before that. Do you know how spooky that is? It's very spooky. spooky. We just did 15 minutes on OJ in our Patreon. Right. Not Not only just OJ, but how also Marsha Clark stand-up work. Some of the best I've seen. Oh, you're you're just, you're upsetting people left and right right now. I don't mean to. Amazon was founded in 1994. There really? are major things that are happening in 1994. I think we have to kick this episode out. If we're competing with 1994. The Magic School Bus debuted. That's huge. That's huge. It's- Nancy Kerrigan. By Tanya oh, Harding. Did that happen in this that year? That happened in 1994 Maybe 1994 well. was kind of a sketch year. Now I feel like 1994 was an awesome year. Well, not for everyone. <laughs> this has gone completely off the rails. It really has. When you, totally try to, off the rails. when you try to tie in a year, it gets a little wild. <laughs> Kurt Cobain, also a bad year in 1994. Man. Yeah. It's not a great year. It wasn't. Now, in retrospect, not a great year. A lot more happened than we realized. Yes. Not necessarily all of it good. Not not a lot of good stuff. But this episode's going to be great. Uh, and we're if we are not in news, we're going to get into the news now. What's going on in the news, Scott? What's what's going on? The, what's hot off the, the presses of, of places like The Street, uh, SF Gate, Inside the Magic? How about TikTok? Okay, great. In a recent most TikTok trusted, video. Most trusted name in, in news. In, yeah. That's right. No spin when you're on TikTok. All spin. Except for the spinning that they except, do for the dances. Right. That's the right. Dancing. Uh, a TikTok video uh, was posted recently of a mother who was filming her daughter that was running over to Winnie the Pooh in yes. Disneyland. And Winnie the Pooh, a motion that he could not hug her. What is that symbol? Like sort you of like, a, I, think it's no like hug. I think it means like steel third. I think it's that's what steel they, third, it's which steel is a pull third. apart of the hands. No, come, no, don't come closer. Yeah. Like, please don't come any closer. And then the character handler, uh, who was fully masked, yeah. um, had to fully masked outside, had to sort of, uh, what was the the phrase that you used about blocking? We had a separate body conversation. Blocking. Body blocking. Did a, you get in there? Full a, check. Yeah, had to do you a had body do a block poo check to separate. Yeah, to separate. <laughs> different than a lot of your mothers out and fathers out there do poo check. This is a different. This is a Just hockey totally related poo check. That's right. Yeah, had to uh, throw herself in between this little girl who wanted nothing but a hug from Winnie the Pooh Aww. and Winnie the Pooh, who was very happy to see this little girl, but was giving the international sign for "I cannot no hug. hug, not no allowed hug. to hug." Interesting. Uh, and and the the mother who posted this TikTok was just sort of saying like I get it, I get it, but that also really stinks. And uh, the photo is I, I think what happened here was uh, was Winnie the Pooh was was moving from his set, he was moving from off stage onto his place where he would be taking photos. Right. So you know, the, uh, it, I think what you mean saying is Winnie the Pooh was just moving through the hundred acre wood. He was in transit. I think it was, it was moving through through Fantasyland, and yeah. and I think oh. uh, very different from Disneyland and Disney World. Yeah, is Disney Disney it's, World characters just sort of pop up in different places. Yeah. Disneyland they actually have to move on stage from one place to another because the way backstage is created. Right. And so I think uh, Pooh Bear was just moving from one place to another. But of course, 
kids are gonna see. You see Pooh Bear, and that's your character. That's you're, a character. You're running that down. So I just think it's a, it's just like one of those shames. It's just a shame yeah. that that's what's happening right now. That that is, uh, and and that that caught some, uh, you know, caught some attention on social media. Um, it did, and and it makes me wonder whether or not there is a continued need for that. I I certainly understand the. Uh, I don't think it's for the character. I think it's it's for multiple hugs in a row. I think row. that's what it is. It, I think, I think I agree. It, it's 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 guest on guest uh, with germs in the fur type Correct. thing. Very hard to clean, and so I totally get it. But it, you know, if you can't mitigate that through distant, how you're going to set the meet and greet up in the beginning? Yeah, I say if a character's walking down any boulevard, it's free game. It's free game. It's free Just hug go game. tackle that. No, I don't tackle hug. them. Don't tackle them. But no tackle them. But that's free hug game. I I agree. I would say it's brand. It's at the very minimum brand compromising. Oh, very much. Very much. So. When you say uh, when when Disney says, uh, "What is the anti hug gesture?" You go, "Because well, Disney, we don't have an anti." No, we're here for hugs that, all the time. <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, so it's a little. It's it's put them it's in an interesting brand key. position. Yeah, it's hugs. Yeah. First, first and second key, and now you got to wait. You, if you're ever waving off a hug somewhere, that's just tough. That's tough from a brand perspective. And I, I wonder whether or not there is, like, I, it seems such a shame to not have the character experience at a Disney park. But I wonder, like, what is the cost of having Disney character experience if part of that experience is like, I can't have any interaction with you. I can just wave for, at you from afar. Yeah, I'm going to walk and going to wave. And then, you know, the social media, now people know that that's a thing. Like, yeah. hey, if you try to run down a hug, you're going to get poo checked. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get stiff armed and poo checked. Yeah. So you heard, it, you heard it here first, folks. Hashtag poo check. More importantly. Yeah, what else? More importantly than people not being able to hug poo. Okay. Right. Or any character for that matter. Okay, right. Is the fact that a major trailer dropped a couple of weeks ago and we did not review it. Yikes. Comment. Boo. Or even watch it. Terrible podcast. And I feel like that's a sign of a terrible podcast. Not not one you should probably devote a lot of effort into listening to. So our apologies, listener. Yeah. We are sorry that we did not review. Oops, oopsie doopsie hand signals we need some something that signals hey we messed up my bad yeah our bad okay rescue rangers trailer dropped oh really the live action oh slash animated rescue rangers dropped i want you to watch it right now let's do that real hollywood story Oh, this is part of it. Chippendale yeah. Rescue Rangers, the show that defined a generation and turned two unknown chipmunks into international superstars. Sometimes but as success took Chippendale to new heights, to many more seasons of the Rescue Rangers, we were living the dream, dancing the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit. <laughs> no one ever imagined. <laughs> it could all come crashing down. Torn by vanity. You look different. Hey, it's no secret I had the CGI surgery done. Consumed by temptation. My love of cheese got the best of me. I just love it so much. Okay. Look at my eyes, looking right at your eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Chippendale. I think it's Chippendale. I think you are correct. Rescue Rangers. <laughs> Literally two weeks ago, I said, why do they still have Gadget's Go Coaster? She Again. is a fourth tier character that from a 90s show that nobody knows. Yeah. Half we, people think you're talking about Inspector Gadget. We've just, we, we are, we are, 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 are we like 
soothsaying here? What are we doing? Oh, the influence of bobsleds and banthas. When you, when you, if you go back and listen to all 94 episodes, you'll see there's an uncanny timeline between things that we say and then development two, of things. three weeks later, something happens. I'm yeah. not saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm also I'm kind of saying. Like, I'm not saying causation. Yeah. But there is certainly correlation. Strong correlation. Although yeah. I would like to distance myself from that particular trailer. What did you think of that particular trailer? Um, I thought, I mean... This is what I thought. I think it's it's crazy. What? Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's a bunch of ideas all making it in into a script. There, the idea of blending two D with CG, the idea of bringing and back live action and live a- action. The sort of there's some Wreck It Ralph ideas in there. There's some Lego Movie ideas in there. There's uh, what was the one that just came out with uh, your Ryan Reynolds and the video game Hap- Mr. Happy or whatever it was called Free Guy. Free guy. Yeah, there's some free guy ideas in there. So there's like a that's that's a messy, messy trailer. And the CG and 2D together do not look good. It looks like Alvin and the Chipmunks. It does look like Alvin and the Chipmunks. So I I think that uh, Lonely Island's involved. So that speaks highly of it. So, uh, you know, they does it. Yeah, I mean, they tend to. I mean, in terms of a Disney property, like no. I agree, Lonely Island is is delightful and yeah. the stuff that they've put out. But in terms of a Disney property and doing something like this, I don't know if it. I don't know if it does speak highly. The the, the I hope the story's cute. I think I think it is. It didn't come off as cute in the trailer. It came off as some some weird stuff. It looks very confusing. So far, I'm I'm not into this at all. I think it looks like an absolute train wreck of of different things all smashed together to try to make a movie that grabs on nostalgia and mixes up. I think I saw the My Little Ponies in there. Did you see Roger Rabbit was in there? Did he? I think maybe I did. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, what can we, now that we've... Oh, and MC Scat Cat. Sorry, Paul oh, Abdul yeah, yeah. and MC Scat yeah, Cat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. it's just like, what can we do whenever, when it, when people do it and it seems authentic in general, when they nod to nostalgia, then we nod to previous properties and it's like, it fits and it it's there and you weren't expecting it, but then it was and it, it made sense that it was there. You're like, that's cool. That's neat. Like, that that was a good nostalgia hit. That just feels like a, a you know blender of stuff. Just like, can yeah. we do this? Can we put a bunch of stuff in there that people will recognize? We got Scrooge McDuck, Scrooge McDuck, Scrooge McDuck, Scrooge McDuck is my duck. You know, <laughs> like of all the ducks, right? He's, he's my duck. duck. He's a duck. So I don't know. It looks like it looks honestly. It looks awful to me. I'm very concerned for this movie. Critic score seventy two. Audience score forty six. You're predicting it now. That's my prediction right now. Yeah, I'll I'll take that prediction. This. It looks clumsy it as looks heck. Really messy. Yeah. It looks very messy and and also unnecessary. Unnecessary? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like when the 2D, I heard the, 3D live action yeah. thing. Yeah. It sounds like such a good idea in a boardroom when people say it. The book of Boba Fett writers are like, this is dope. You know, I think this is a problem with a lot of I will say children's properties. The suffering for children's properties are suffering from a lot of this lately, it seems. Yeah. I'll point to this. I'll also point to the Masters of the Universe reboot on uh, Netflix. Those are the two top of mind that I can think of. Yeah. But where there's, it's like there's so much cynicism about this very earnest property that is nostalgic that it's like, well, who is the intended audience for this? Because anybody who is watching this, this is not for the intended audience of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, which is like your, you know, 10, 10 year old, eight to 10 year old set. Yeah. This is for people who watched rescue Rangers in the nineties and now they've grown up and now, you know, liking something that was very earnest and sweet and even saccharine is, uh, is a faux pas now. And so we have to, 
you know, we have to be cynical about it and be uh, ironic about it or experience it in a way that is not upholding any of those things that made it special in the first to place. To begin with, yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, if, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I, I was just going to say, like, I, I would just rather see a Rescue Rangers reboot. That's what I was going to say. If they would have done just a straight up 2D thing, I think, and, and this, again, they should start with stories. Story, stories, like, make sure that story, get the best story. If you really want to boost this property, get a really cool, sweet, nice, short, but really good story. Yeah. And if you do that straight 2D, that's great. That's great. If you need to add a little sizzle to it, doing it in a strict Roger Rabbit style of that 2D with live action, I think that's fine. Just crush it with the story, do the 2D live action thing and keep it at that. This all these other elements mix in where it turns very out uh, Ready Player One and Yeah, that's Ready Player all, One is a great pull. All all sorts of things happening and it's just nostalgia for nostalgia's sake and it's like, "I remember that." And it's like, "Cool. Do you know what's going on in the movie?" And it's like, "No." Really? I think they want cheese. I'm not sure. Yeah, it sort of feels like Do this- chipmunks eat cheese? Uh, Monterey, already- Monterey Jack does. Okay. Yeah, Monterey Jack does. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's just get that that, that canon straightened out it's right important. now. It's important it's for important. the upcoming R&R. It feels like the Space Jam of Disney+. Plus. Definitely. Right? The Space Jam, the new Space Jam that just was an atrocious train wreck of, of Disney+. Plus. Um, uh, yeah. It, what you were saying, start with a great story, build from there whatever you need. I, I think we see that in the DuckTales reboot. And uh, DuckTales has done that in a phenomenal way. Like they've, they reinvigorated that IP. They've done great storytelling. There's great comedy in it. It's really well written, really well performed. Yeah. Uh, And I, I think I would have liked to have seen the DuckTales treatment applied to rescue Rangers than this sort of like wink, wink, nod, nod, you know, subvert expectations and really treat the entire idea of rescue Rangers as a joke. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not a huge Rescue Rangers well, fan. I'm but, not either. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's, un, it's unfortunate when you know when turning red. I, I, I imagine this is straight to Disney Plus. This is straight to Disney yeah, Plus. when turning yeah. red gets the same billing as yeah. the Rescue Rangers ma- cartoon animation matchup. Matchup that's also self aware. Like it's aware of itself. Right. It's so odd to start making those decisions because then technology and art forms become a character within your movie and a story. Is, it's very hard to have a story support an aesthetic as a character in a movie. It's just, it's hard right. to do. And I don't, that didn't show me that they have the skills to do it. Roger rabbit crushed it. Oh, 100%. The, the 2d aesthetic yeah. is a character in that movie. And that character has a, a specific, there's point a of view. reason for why there's that 2d live action. Absolutely. Aesthetic. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad I watched it. I'm so glad you watched we're, it. We're doing that again tonight. I can't watching wait to, that. I can't. And over and over again. Did you watch turning red? Not yet. Okay. We're also embargoed, so you can't talk about it yet. Next news item, rescue, rescue me from that rescue ranger. I will segment. rescue that uh, rescue. Uh, I can't, I can't even you rescue can't myself it? at this point. If one of us has got to be 2d and one of us has got to be 3d, who do you pick? Which one of us, we're playing a movie. It's called storm and absolute. And they're like, one of you has got to be 2d and one of you has got to be 3d. Who, who do you go with? I, my, my inclination is to say that I'm 2d and you're 3d. That's my inclination. Yeah. I feel like uh, I'm much more of a squash and stretch animated character than uh-huh. you are. Yeah. That felt right to me. Does that feel right? When, to we, you as when well? we do that movie. Yeah. I'll be CG'd. Yeah. Good. Glad we got that cleared up. And that whole Monterey Jack thing. We've done a lot of good work here in 94. <laughs> good work here today. Yeah. And 1994. We've, we did a lot of good work back then and we're doing a lot of good work. Oh, there. I meant just our, our coverage of what happened in 1994 we, we, in this episode. We really covered it well. 
Big news story Big is news that story. the World of Color yes. and Fantasmic yes. are returning to Disneyland. Oh, my, my new story is related to that. Oh, it is? Yes. World of Color is coming back, California Adventure, on April 22nd. And Fantasmic will finally, finally, thank goodness, return on May 28th. Wow, fun. So uh, that's big news. Just a quick hit. Not a lot there. There is a lot going on at Disneyland right now in terms of a refurb schedule. Like, yeah, I know. Disneyland is doing their thing where they're trying to get everything up and running for the spring and summer yeah, that's uh, good. session that's fun. season. Excuse me. And yeah, Fantasmic and World of Color coming back adds to that. Very excited. Very yeah. excited to see those return. Uh, people talking about crazy things in relation to Fantasmic and the jamming, the traffic jamming that happens on Rivers of America there past Pirates of the Caribbean. Sure, There's right. been talk about now, I guess for some time, but now it, it feels like it has some steam behind it of taking the terraces there as you transition from Pirates of the Caribbean to the Haunted Mansion. Yep. There's the brick terrace. You know, there's stairs that go up and then one of them doesn't lead to anywhere. And That's right. Uh, all that stuff about just flattening that whole area to alleviate the congestion oh, caused by that walk win. What would you think about that if they did that? Well, Any thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I mean, they already sort of did a lot of that with with what they called Project Stardust when they were getting ready for a Galaxy's Edge, and they did the widening of everything. They they removed medians in Adventureland, and you know they they generally expanded a footprint. So to do that again seems like they could have already done this. So yeah. why didn't they do that already? Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I would like, you know, I think the elevation change that you see in that area is really neat is and, really and neat. plays well with the elevation changes of New Orleans, right. which is one of the more vertical lands in Disneyland. Yeah. And there's performers that perform up there. And, you know, you used to be able to get a little sneaky peek of Fantasmic front there. Now it's pretty much they don't want you stopping at all for any reason. Right. It's the most serious thing in the world if you stop walking. Do uh, not stop do, walking. Do not during stop walking. Fantasy, in, during Fantasmic. It is, it, it is and always has been a very awkward place for a nighttime show. It really has. I mean, but... It's become more awkward, too, is, uh, and more aggressive. It's turned into sure. a full contact. Full contact Fantasmic is what the shirts will be saying yeah. this year. What's your uh, number one Fantasmic strategy in terms of getting a good place to, to watch? So what we do, and this is unique to us, I mean, th there's a lot of events at Disneyland where they take up a significant portion of your day when you decide to do it, decide to sit for and wait for it, then yeah, experience schedule an entire it, day around it, yeah. And then, and then leave from it. You're looking at maybe hour and a half, two hours to really do that well and get a premium seat or, you know, doing a dining experience on the Roy and Walt uh, banister, yeah. you know, there yeah, that yeah. you used to be able to do. I don't know if you still do it. Our strategy is a little bit different. It works for us. We try to eat at the time when Fantasmic's going on at the French market or mm -hmm. someplace where you can get seating. Yeah. And so we're willing to do that. The Bella Terrace is expensive and has been a little affected during COVID in odd ways. But yeah. we try to eat the French market, get right next to the stage there. And then you you don't get a really good view of it, but you get to hear it and you see all the fireworks. And then you can kind of peek through and see a little bit of it. And that's my preferred way. That's not a front row, see yeah, yeah. everything, get to make eye contact with people on boats. That's not that experience, but that's my preferred way. It's a good, that's a good way, it. especially if you've seen it before. If you're, you know, I think a first time experience, I don't think you would want to do that. I think first time experience, you want to plan to just like, first time I'm I saw that, here. that project, the move projecting on oh, water. Amazing. I was like, what? I know it was amazing. What wizardry and, is this? And the, the soundtrack is just so good. Yeah, it it's really, there's so nothing like that. Fantastic yeah. sound. Once you hear it, you are singing that for the rest of the day. Absolutely. And I bought, so, I bought the soundtrack. Really? Yeah. But the first time I saw it, I bought it. And the, on the drive home on the, you'll just, every once in a while, you'll just be like, it's so good. It's just so good. Oh, I'm so happy it's coming back. Yeah. I'm so happy it's coming back. Now, to go to Disneyland, 
to see Fantasmic, however, will cost you a pretty penny. Uh Uh-oh. And there was a report that came out this week that the cost of going to Disneyland and staying at Disneyland is actually more expensive than flying to Disneyland, flying to Paris, and then going to Disneyland Paris. Uh, it was I saw that story and read that story. Yeah, New York Post, I think, was the first one to to write about it. Uh, there's been a counter since then. Have we seen that? There's been a counter one. There's oh, they're saying like, like is not it really? really? Is it really? OC Register, I think, put that one out. Okay. Like, is it really? Um, it's uh, the sorry K S E E K G P E, which was a uh, local Southern California news outlet, said uh, that it costs a total of four thousand five hundred seventy one dollars and fifty cents for two people to stay at the Paradise Pier Hotel for six nights with five days of park ticket included, as opposed to staying at the Hotel Santa Fe, which is the cheapest resort uh, at Disneyland Paris. So cheapest resort at Disneyland versus cheapest resort, Disneyland Paris on property Disney Resort. Yep. Please, uh, let's let's just make sure that we're clear here. Stay at the Hotel Santa Fe was quoted at $2,173.66 for seven days of a theme park ticket, six-night stay without meals or insurance. And even when you factor in the flight from Los Angeles to Paris, it still comes out to a grand total of $3,676 and change as yeah. opposed to five or $4,571 and change. That's a, I mean, I just threw facts out there. Yeah. But that's surprising. It is. The news articles sort of, uh, you know, you have to give it, give the article some things to begin with. One that you're going to be staying for six days, because certainly if you're in California, you know, Utah, Oregon stuff, a two, three day trip to Disneyland is not more expensive than flying to Paris. It only works at that six night level, I think. So and there's a lot of caveats with that article. Uh, but one to one comparison. I mean, definitely. The question is definitely one to one at that at that length. One to one. Right. I mean, obviously, you're not going to fly to Paris and spend three days there as opposed to... Not unless you're Jeff Bezos. In, well, that's true. Yeah. And then Amazon's founded in 94. I'm just trying to really keep the theme. That's right. Way to go, Jeff. Thank you. Good job. Thank you for that. The uh, Does this encourage you? Would you have a desire to go to uh, to Disneyland Paris for six nights? I mean, would you want to do that? I think so. I think before, I mean, I, I didn't... I didn't uh, on my previous podcast, didn't acknowledge for- oh, Florida was this. This is a second reference to a previous trying, podcast, trying to, by the way. Trying to get yeah on this episode alone. That's that seems like it breaks some kind of rules. It does break some kind of. I rules. didn't uh, acknowledge Florida even existed, and I, and I was just such a hardcore Disneyland fan. But I've really, I've really grown outside of that box now, and I really would like to experience them all. And I think Paris honestly would be at the top of top of my list. I know for it's sure. not the best, but. You know, I know some history behind it now, and it was the park that Eisner built, and both you and I are connected to that history in terms yep. of interest, not personally connected to it, but well, and the people we've gotten a chance to talk to as a result of the show. Yeah, definitely, right? definitely. Yeah. So I, I would really like to see what they built, and there's a lot of neat things there, and you know, see some other stuff on there. So I, I would definitely be interested. Absolutely. If I was picking it just park for park, it would not be the one that I would pick. Well, and to your point, like with us living in Northern California and being able to get down theoretically to Southern California whenever we want to, uh, the idea of spending six nights at yeah. Disneyland is not something we would ever do. And no. to your point, like how many people really do that? How many people are and really fly out of LA, right. you know, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, if you already live in LA, I don't know, there's some caveats, but yeah, it's expensive to go to Disneyland right now and getting more expensive. And I think we have to prepare ourselves. That's likely the trajectory for the next two to five years. Finally, Uh-oh. in this new segment, yes, we're just going to talk about reviews from the galactic star cruiser. Mm. Uh, media was invited to Dude, attend they really ramped up their videos. Their videos went from horribly embarrassing to like 
Oh no no no! We, we came to play. Yeah, they, 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 again, one of those weird things. We gave them some tips of what to do with their videos, <laughs> and then what do you know? Three weeks, four weeks later, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. What do you think of those videos that they released? Um, they're really good. Like they're the, that's what they should have led like with. They should have gone out of the gate ago. with those, yeah, right? They, they definitely put you. They definitely set the bar high. Now that I because they didn't lead with that, you watch those videos and go, yeah, but is that really how it's going to be? Yeah. Or if I didn't have any knowledge of it before, I would have been like, dude, that thing looks incredible. It does look incredible. Now it's interesting because a lot of mixed reviews have come out. They had their, their media event. The hotel rooms, in the, even in the videos, still even in the videos, seem a little claustrophobic. But they look real. We're watching one and being like, "You're going to close the door? Don't close the door! I, I, crazy! Leave the door open!" I read a review that said the rooms are spacious, and I thought, "Fake news! Yeah, that is a false statement. No, there is no space ish. Yeah, exactly. There is no way that that room is spacious. Yeah. Now, is it acceptable? Maybe, maybe if you're again, taking the attitude of like, this is like a cruise ship, yeah. it's a cruise ship in space. This is what a crew cruise ship quarters would be like. Maybe you can accept that, but in no way could you say that is a spatial hotel, a spacious hotel. Yeah. Room. Not a chance, but the reviews that came out were very, very mixed. Okay. Uh, in general. Now I think everybody has universally said that what Disney pulled off is pretty incredible in okay, terms good. of round the clock storytelling and in terms of the experience that you have, like you are living a Star Wars experience. Now, where it has been divided is whether or not it is worth the $6,000 for a two-night stay in order to have that experience. Wow, yeah. Uh, and and I, again, you, you can go on and, and read reviews uh, about the people's experience there. But it is a round-the-clock experience. You are issued a data pad, which is basically a glorified iPhone 12 that has, and everybody is given a, a, a data pad when they come on, which gives you your itinerary for the next two days. It's also the means by which Disney will send you messaging in order to, to have this sort of live action role-playing event happen. Uh, and within shortly uh, upon boarding, you are drafted into either the resistance or the first order and, uh, and the characters interact with you uh, throughout those two days, depending on what your alliance is. All of it looks really amazing. Yeah. And, and some of the video that I got a chance to watch is really exciting. I think the challenge of this is not only the cost, but the suspension of disbelief within the Star Wars, within the Star Wars experience. Like you have to be 100% bought in to I'm going to role play for the next two days. And one of the consistent comments from uh from the reviewers that were reviewing with this was that this is in no way a relaxing experience yeah that's what i worried about when we talked about this earlier is like you know is like when you're escape disney is an escape for you but then when you need an escape from disney like i do i just got to go to a denny's i just gotta go yeah right yeah there's like normal i don't know if denny's is normal probably a bad poll normal enough yeah i just got i just got to get out of i need a mcdonald's yeah i gotta get out of this and get into something that's a little bit more more normal and the the sleeping is like i almost feel like i would probably say i need a vacation from that vacation well that was when i say that that was i hate when people say that but i think you would absolutely say this with this experience and to your point like a disney trip you know a disney vacation is never not relaxing unless you're going to take 10 days and you're only going to do five days in the park it's not going to be maybe we're going to talk about that in our our segment coming up oh i'm very excited but this looks even more frenetic and even less restful than a typical disney vacation is because of the amount of they just continue to hit you with story beats and adventure points and they're they're packing a lot of story into this time you know for somebody who wants to have that experience 
like I think you or I would honestly like to have the experience. I don't know that I want to expose my family to that. Yeah, experience. or if yeah, we knew that's what we were getting involved in. I knew I was going to have three days on the other end of that. Right, to exactly. Not do anything. We're like, this is yeah. what we're going to do. But I would. My personality, and you know me better than most, you know, like I, I would tend to towards the end be like, dude, don't open the door. Because if you open the door, there's going to be somebody. We're going to do a thing. Gonna, there's going to be a thing right there and he's going to be talking. I don't want to do a thing I'm right like, now. like, yeah, but we're stuck inside this room and it's so small. <laughs> I have to open the we're door. We're six grand. We're, we're opening the door. And I'm like, don't, just, just keep it closed for right now. I can't play just right this second. I need a little recharge time. I, I do. I do feel like there's a little bit of that. Here's my question. Because of the way the stories run, do they have, do they check in a group? All you can't check in on how I'm trying to ask this. Everybody checks in on, on a certain day and everybody checks out a certain Correct. day. And then the hotel goes back to basically no rooms are occupied. All new guests will be coming much like a cruise ship. Yes. You, they, yeah. they don't have people checking in on odd days right. halfway through the story. That That, that is true. The, right. Because uh, and also, I mean, I think when you think of the cast experience, again, the videos I saw, like it is the exact same cast members that are that are with you during this entire experience for two days. So So they're working, working. they're working 12s or 18s. Yeah, exactly. And so the Mickey 18 right there, they're working the Mickey 18. And I'm assuming what they do is they reset casts in between. So you have two days on two days off. Yeah. That's what I would assume. So yes, it is. So there is not a staggered start. 22 drop out of college and get that job. (laughs) Oh man. Oh my gosh. This was only available when I was 21 years old. Your job is you're going to play star Wars. I never go to grad school. You're going to, you're going to have to work eight, 18 hour days. I'm like, Oh, that, uh-huh. that's why. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I, I will say that the, uh, the other thing that I observed was, and I don't think there's any way Disney can get around this, but this is Disney star Wars. So when characters are interacting with kids, even if they are first order officers, they're, they're doing it in a very light, playful yeah. wink and nod type of uh, way that is very sweet and uh, you know, and very sweet. And that's not Star Wars, but I don't think there's any other way around that. I was thinking before we were recording today, like if Disney could apply this in some other way, or I would say the way I was thinking about this was you never got a chance to experience the Adventurers Club, but the Adventurers Club was a fully improv, interactive character experience. And there was a lot of wink and nod, uh, you know, wink and nod playfulness in the Adventurers Club. This feels like the Adventurers Club on steroids in terms of interactivity, but the tone is not consistent with what the tone of Star Wars is. Yeah. I, and so I wonder, like, if you were to do this again, what is the more appropriate? I just hit the microphone. What is the more appropriate intellectual property that you would want to infuse into this experience? Yeah, I think they can do it with Star Wars and I'm, no spoilers. But I think on Rise of the Resistance, I think they do a good job of of, of moving towards more unfriendliness in that. And I think that works because your encounter with those people is controlled. It's for a set number of time. They don't have to answer questions. There's not going to be any improv there. You're there for a reason. And then you're moved along. So those people are able to do that. When somebody walks by you in Galaxy's Edge, a stormtrooper, I think they could get away with being mean as long as they walk. And the problem yeah, is when you're interact- if it's quick. Yeah, as long as it's quick. When it's uncontrolled and there's going to be dialogue and there's going to be interaction, then yeah, you 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 got to be cruel. Figure out how to Cruella Deville that, or you yeah. got to err on the the sweetness. And the one certainly in Tomorrowland, err on kind of goofy, witty, kind of like I, there's a lot of sarcastic stormtroopers that I were lots not, of sarcasm. They know that the Empire was so good at recruiting the sniffing out sarcasm, but they, right. they are good. So I don't know. I think you can do it. I think in a hotel like that, especially with kids, you, you know, it's hard because you, it's open-ended who knows what they're going to yeah. say. Yeah. And so it's safer to go with the, like a, you've got a great grip or whatever. 
Whatever you would say to a kid. Is that what you say to a kid? Straight, straight. Like, oh, when they shook your hand, you've got a great grip? You've got a grip that the Palpatine could be envious of. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm not interviewing for a job here. I'm just doing it. I'm just doing my thing right now. It was uh, one of the one of the Imperial officers, sorry, the first order officers was asking the kid about his trip down to Batu, And he goes, it's a little dirty for me, which yeah. I thought was a really funny yeah, comment. Cool. But again, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't expect that. You know, that's, that's Disney star Wars. That's not star Wars. Totally. I just don't think you can, that's, I don't think there's Poe anything to do star about Wars. That. Given the stuff that's come out, are you more interested in going to the Galactic Star, Tru- star Cruiser? Less interested? I'm more interested in it, but still as a family vacation, that's not anywhere near our, no, it's our not feasible, future. Right? Yeah, I just, yeah. I need to come back and feel some sense of being away from something. It's like, I worked. I was just, I was working on the hotel. I can't come back to work. I was just working. I, I was saving the galaxy. Do you guys even know what I did? I'm kind of a big deal. I'm sorry I can't I- answer this email right now. I just got done saving the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, you call somebody and look it up. It's pretty much everywhere. It's listen, you don't think I'm a very big deal, but I assure you there are lots of people that know I'm a very yeah, big deal. A lot of people. Yeah. I can't come in this week. Uh, yeah, I am. I would love to experience this. I would love to experience this, but I will never. For the amount we've to- talked about on the show. I think we have to. Yeah, but who's going to pay Disney. for us? Okay. Now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if we are invited to attend, and be able to do a full teardown of what our experience is like, good, bad, and the other, I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, but would I ever drop, if it's just you and me, let's say it's just you and me, would I ever drop $3,000 for us to go for two days uh, to this to this experience? No, I mean, yeah. I can never justify that. Uh, was that the news? That was the news. Okay, fun. What do you say we take a quick break and when we come back, you are going to tell me oh, wow. whether or not there is enough to do at Disney's California Adventure in order to justify a single day pass without a park hopper. Yep, great. Let's do that right after this. Fruit purple juice drink concentrate with natural flavors and vitamin C. From the dream makers at Disney. An exciting new theme park is coming to Southern California. Located right next door to Disneyland Park. Celebrating all the fun and adventure of California. Introducing Disney's California Adventure. A brand new Disney park. Opening February 2001. DCA in a day. Can it make your cares go away? I can't podcast. So with I'm gummy eating, bears in your mouth. Yeah, with gummy bear. Those weren't even pocket bears either. Those were out on the table bears, which means they're a little firm for my liking. I like my, my gummy bear Ferris Bueller style. You got to put them in your pocket for a little while. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. Aaron. You're going to Disneyland, maybe. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. Let's not. But let's say I was. Jump the fun, if you will. Yeah. Let's say I was. Okay. I'm, t- I'm taking a look at now. It's been years at this point since I've been down to Disneyland with my family. I'm taking a look with a fresh set of eyes. These are experiences I have not had. There's Avengers Campus now. Yes, there, there is. There is Galaxy's Edge now. Mm-hmm. By the time we go down, Splash Mountain will be back up again. Yep. Things that uh, we are ready and willing and excited to experience. And I'm taking a look at ticket options. Right on. And of course, I crunch the numbers and I take a look and I say, is a three-day hopper ticket 
worth the price versus three single day tickets versus a single day ticket or a two day park hopper. And are we doing this with the current guidelines? I don't know if those are flexing where uh, you, you pick your park. Yeah, you pick a starting park and then at one or two or whatever it is, you get to move to the other park. Correct. That's okay. the way that they have it right now is you pick your starting park and you can you can flip flop. Magic Guidebook says, magicguidebooks.com says, if your starting park is Disneyland Park, for example, and you hop to Disneyland California Adventure after one, you may go back to Disneyland anytime after that. The also works vice versa. If your starting park is DCA, then you go over to Disneyland. After 1 p.m., you can go right back to DCA if you'd like. Yeah, so you can flip-flop. Yep. So after one, you can go to your secondary park, but you can always return to your first park, your starting park. Right. Okay. Okay. Those are the rules. So taking a look at that, then the question came to me of, well, let's just assume, let's just assume we do single park, uh, non-hopper. Non-hopper. Non-hopper tickets. Pick your park, stay, stick with it. Yeah. So we do three days non-hopper. I know that I can do a full day at Disneyland. I know I could do multiple full days at Disneyland, but I don't know whether or not I can do a full day at Disney California Adventure and feel like I've gotten my money's worth. You are the DCA expert on this show. Sure. And uh, and I posed the question to you, and you said, that's a great idea for an episode. So I said, well, then don't answer it. Let's just answer it on the show. Let's do it. So how would you analyze this? How would you analyze whether or not the additional park hopper option is worth it for that stay? Now, the other thing I, I realize is that adding a park hopper is, I think, a flat fee per ticket. So it's like, for sixty extra dollars, you get to add the hopper on. Right. So, mm. just is assume. it really only twenty dollars a day? It's not sixty dollars every day that you add that. No, I believe it's just sixty dollars for the ticket. No matter how long the ticket I lasts, I believe that's correct. Oh, fascinating. Should we look that up? Yeah, as let's well? look it up because that would change my answer. What's the deets on the park? Hopper? It is a per day. Sixty ticket. bucks per day. Sixty bucks additional per day. Ish. So to go three park hoppers over the life of a three day. T- over the life of a three-day vacation to Disneyland Resort in California, mm-hmm. you will spend $180 if you try additional per ticket if you try to park hop every single day. Correct. So you can save $180 by just picking your park and sticking Times with five. It. Yeah. Right? So it's significant. Significant. Yeah. So the question is, do I add in a park hopper for the convenience of being able to jump between parks, which, again, as compared to Walt Disney World the park hopper is much more valuable in Disneyland than it is in Disney world. Yeah. Because of the time it takes for you to travel from park to park yeah, in Florida just across the Esplanade out here. It's so easy to park yeah. hop, but that is a chunk of change. Yeah. And I know that I can do a single day in Disneyland. No problem. And not miss out on D- DCA. But is that true for the reverse? Yeah. So I think we'll take one off the equation and that would be just park hoppering it. I think logic now would tell you to choose Disneyland as your starting park yep. and park hopper all three days. And then at one, go over to DCA for a little bit of time, do one or two things over there and then go back to Disneyland for the evening. Um, I don't think that's as clean of solution as it sounds like, because there are some benefits to getting into DCA early to go on rides that tend to get packed or sure. break down later in the yeah. day. So it's not like a one-to-one for thing, but see, see my thing would be, Again, start at Disneyland one day and just do Disneyland all day and maybe go over to DCA. Yeah. And then start the next day at DCA and then maybe go over to Disneyland. Yeah. Our our family thing, if if we the money were not the object, we would pick starting park at Disneyland every single day, do Disneyland in the morning, go over, do some Cars Land, go over, do some whatever, and then go back because not being in Disneyland in the evening is not 
acceptable. And yeah. that really, really for our family personally, and this isn't true for everyone, that really what it, what it comes down to is that being stuck in DCA at night, it's awesome uh, in Cars Land and at the Cozy Comb. That is a great experience. But yeah. that's the best evening experience, I think, in DCA for me personally. Maybe Adventures Campus. But I you don't. end every trip with Goofy Sky School, right? That's how you end every that's single we trip. Do. We, we ride it and then we ask for the re-ride. Like, let's go again. So you I do know. five times in a we row. We do it five and then we're like, we're ready to sleep. I don't. I think it's really hard to be, for us, it would be really hard to be in the Disneyland Resort and not finish the day at Disneyland. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very hard. Even with World of Color. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. That, that would not feel like Disneyland to my kids. But we're going to take that out of the equation and just say, if you're really trying to save money, do both parks, uh, what should you do? What would be the best thing? So yeah. the easy answer is, can you do Disneyland in a day? Multiple days. Multiple days. You could do three days in Disneyland and never go to DCA. Yeah. I think you could do three days at Disneyland. Yeah. For, it depends on the crowds and how long you've been there. For me, it two days I'm starting to get to a tired level where I would need a break and then another day in Disneyland I can't do three in a row that's in, just in Disneyland specifically just Disneyland specifically now yeah. why is that uh, because I think you tend to get into a rut and so you're you're you you you're waiting in the same lines that you waited in on your first day of trip and you're on the third day of trip and it makes you feel weird time wise and it's just I know I'm old like I'm, sort of deja vu like yeah, I, I did this I already did this I did this and now yeah. we're, we know how this works so we tended to just do it the way we did it the first time and now it's the third day in a row that I've done the exact same thing so if you are going to do three days or multiple days in the park over two you really got to plan some stuff out to make yourself do different things. Or I think people tend sure. to rely on what worked for them on day one and two. And then they fall into that thing of just like, ah, oh, we rode Thunder Mountain at this time last night. It's awesome, yeah, that, but it I, is kind of the same thing. I think that's a really good uh, point. I mean, the, you know, you could take the position of, well, we'll just pace ourselves out. But if you pace yourselves out to such an extent that you're just sort of like, we're going to take a leisurely time over the next three days, then why wouldn't you just heavily schedule yourself for one day and just knock everything out. Yeah. Which right. you can at Disneyland is yeah. possible. I don't know with rise and, and the new lightning lane sure. stuff, if that's possible, but it was very possible for an experienced person to do Disneyland in a day and knock out lots and lots of stuff. Yeah. Now I, you know, I would be a fan of, you know, trying to make each day in Disneyland different if you're going to do three days. Yeah. Um, so then you're talking about is Disney, is DCA worth just a one day ticket? I've already said, I think it's very hard to not spend the evening in Disneyland. That's just me personally. But you have to gun to your head. You have to stay in DCA. You have to do it. How, how would I structure it's, the vacation? It's like the Galactic Star Cruiser and they've closed the door on your very you tiny can. room. Yep. Stay and in Grand California and you go into DCA and you got to leave through there. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, that's right. If those were the rules and we were at three days, I would go Disney, California Adventure, Disney. I would bookend it with Disneyland. Yep. There's no way I'm... The only thing I, I, would, I would consider is doing DCA, Disney, Disney, but there's no way I'm not going to Disneyland on the last day. Interesting, because I, the last time I went, I ended at D DCA. Really? I did. Why? But, but well, how did that... Yeah, tell me. Be, uh, because we started... We started at Disneyland and then we crossed over and went to DCA and we ended at DCA. But to your point, we ended in Cars Land. Yeah, which so is it was just wonderful. we, you know, we did Cars Land down to Buena Vista Street and it was like, well, this is this is magical. It I is. Mean, this is as magical. Oh, as is that the picture on your iPad of of uh, Flows V eight? Oh, uh, yes, it was that. But Aww. I have a great picture of uh, my youngest, who is my five. He was five at the time, and I had him up on my shoulders, and he fell asleep on my head. Oh, that's so I have the this, dream. I have him just completely crashed out on my head as yeah. we were leaving uh, DCA. So I think that that would be us. We'd go, we'd go DD Disneyland, Disneyland DCA, or Disneyland DCA Disneyland. Yep. I think there was also there's like a historical part of this question where DCA for a time closed earlier than right. Disneyland. Yeah. So you kind of were 
it was like, oh, my DCA is done. I have a park hopper and I'm just going to finish my day at sure. Disneyland because it's open for another two hours. But I don't think that's the case anymore. I don't it? think it is either. Yeah. Uh, if it is, it's it's not common. COVID, I think, really changed or JPEG, one or the other. The two C's, COVID or JPEG. Both Sh- problematic for the parks. <laughs> right. I think it changed. I think that it changed a little bit now. So, um, And then the other thing I would just say is that DCA itself is a park with a massive identity crisis. Oh, my gosh. It yes. seems to be different every five years. Yeah. Uh, and so when you ask me that question, is DCA worth it? I have to really think about what is the DCA experience right now versus what am I remembering from before where, you know, there was the Muppets stuff and yeah. the animation theater studio was open um, there. And there was, you know, Disneyland, D- DCA was weird when it first opened, but there was kind of a magicalness when it was firing on all cylinders and it was doing 15,000 people a day or something like that, which is. Yeah, but that wasn't a full day park when it opened. No, it was a, it was a good afternoon. It was yeah. a good till two thirty, three in the afternoon. And it's like, we got to go over to Disneyland. We done everything? I yeah, twice. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> they got any kids right here? No. Nope. So I know I, I have fun. I mean, the Ferris wheel. Do you count the Ferris wheel? No, because it's scary. Nope. Then no. <laughs> no. Then, no. Uh, I don't know. I like I liked it back then when it was firing. It, it was it was firing. It was a good. It was a good. It was a good loop. I enjoyed that loop. But that, yeah. those days are gone. Yeah. I mean, now it's definitely more of a full fledged park than it was mm-hmm. when it opened, right? And and you, it definitely has that experience. The it has more of the Disney experience now more than ever. And I think with as much as you and I both enjoyed uh, a Bugs Land. With it going away, and now Avengers Campus is there, uh, it's definitely more built out than it ever has been. Sure, yeah, it was probably an okay trade to go adventure. Yeah, I think so. So, so then we have to once we get through the like DCA's change. So it's a hard, it's a hard question to answer because we're talking about today's DCA, which may be different than five years from now. Sure. DCA and all that stuff when the Quinjet opens and that park's just always in flux uh, to some degree and, and very differently. I think you have to look at uh, what your experience is. If, if you're somebody that's been to DCA frequently, then my answer would be different. Like it's really hard to turn that into an all day thing when hmm. you go to DCA all the time, unless you love something about it. It's it's hard. I think I could be wrong. I think we have tend to California people tend to look at DCA as uh, you go there to pick up certain activities, but not to like really hang out and just sort of sure. stretch. But yeah. it's like I want to go over there to pick up Incredicoaster. I want to pick up Soren, and I want to pick up you know Radiator Springs Racers or you know uh, Tower of Terror. Like I've got to do these things. I got to do those. So I'm going to go there yeah. pick those up real quick. But it's like then do you want to just stay over there and kind of like have lunch and like no, I want to go over there and pick up these rides and get back and then get back to Disneyland. And I'm not saying that that's toy black or white or how it really is, but I think in my mind, I've had some sort of utility relationship with DCA. It has some things I want to do, but I don't, I'm not really looking like for places I can lounge out and relax there. Well, yeah. I mean, I think one of the challenges with DCA is like, to me, like what are the showstoppers, right? Like what is the thing where it's like, well, this is, you, you have to go here to experience certainly radiator Springs guardians at this point. Yes. And maybe that's it. And like, like World of Color, like you, you were naming attractions there. And so Disneyland for me, those get outside of those things. Like you have to experience right. this at night or you have to eat here. Or you have to do Fantasmic. You have to see a parade. You have to walk down Main Street this way. Like right. in DCA, it's like rides. What are the attractions that you have to yeah, knock out? And when you take a look at sort of your Toy Story Midway Mania, your Incredicoaster, Soarin', those types of experiences, and I guess I would even throw in Spider-Man because you've experienced Spider-Man at this yeah. point. When you throw in those experiences, like are those draws that keep you in the park or are they just additive to the things that you had to go, that you really wanted to go do? To me, it seems like there aren't many showstoppers right. at, at DCA. Whereas maybe it's because of history, because you know we have such a, a longstanding love for these types of attractions at Disneyland. Yeah, like, could be. 
but there isn't a haunted mansion level attraction at DCA, right? I mean, there there is. Maybe you could say there is a uh, and. We'll break it and down you're, here. You're going to disagree with me. Maybe you could say there is a rise of the resistance level attraction at DCA. The closest thing is Radiator Springs. It Racers, is. Yeah, right? that's the closest thing. And it's not even close. It's not even close. But there's. A, but that's an e-ticket attraction. Hand, hands down, e-ticket attraction at, at DCA. Yeah. But I find the queue a little rough, even though it's it's beautiful and yeah, it's neat. That but you're the ride experience is incredible. It's second to none. It's a great ride. But like, what is the Pirates of the Caribbean and the uh, and the Haunted Mansion and the Big Thunder Mountain? Like, what are those experiences? It's a small world. Like, what are those experiences that are beloved and sacred cows and they should never go away? But like, maybe we would not call them showstoppers. Yeah. Um, But they're must do's. Like, what are those over at DC? It doesn't seem like there are those. Yeah, they've they've, they've changed some of them. Like when Soren became Soren over the world for me, it it fell off the must do list because I just, you know, I'm a big California fan. That was a really special ride to me. I enjoyed it. And you love the like, orange scent. I did, man, yeah. and and scenes in there. Because you love a good navel orange, we've established I, we that. Established that you hate pulp, and I love a good navel right. orange. Yep. So I don't know. Let's let's go through, it. and I think we want to answer this question for your family specifically because you have some interesting things. You haven't been in a little while. Yep. Some things have opened since you're there, and we're going to put you on this constraint. Of that Kids got, are a lot bigger now than they were yeah, before. That you got three days, and you're not allowed to use any park hoppers. Disney, DCA, Disney, okay, or uh, DCA, Disney, Disney is what I meant to say. Man, you go down, you start at DCA. That seems crazy too. Yeah, I know, but then you're still looking forward to Disneyland. It's right there. The anticipation. It's like you're trying to get DCA out of the way because you know it's not as good. It's 100 what's going on. Um, (laughs) I go Disney, DCA, Disney. Yeah, I think that's probably the preferred order. The other one is acceptable. And so for your family, I'll I'll answer the question, and then we'll go into why. Yeah. But I think it's definitely not. It's worth a full day, and I think you will be able to spend a full day there. Uh, And here's why: is that Definitely the Hollywood backlot is has some problems at the moment, has lots of problems. Monsters yeah. will either be up or down, but your kids will want to ride monsters, even though it's a terrible ride. It's it's fun. It's not totally terrible. It's not totally terrible. It's enjoyable. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. That Randall it's effect good. is still really cool. It is. Yeah, when he's, yeah. yeah that's good. So you'll want to do that. Uh, a lot of that stuff does feel a little sleepy right now. It's a little yeah. it's a little Marvel's meat. It was Marvel's meet and greedy kind of thing. If you can hook up a show there uh, just outside of Monsters. You still have cr- uh, Turtle Talk with Crush, right? And that's still there? No, I think that that whole building got moved or changed into something else for Avengers. I don't think that animation studio is Oh, wow. Could I be, thought but that I, was still there. I thought, and I thought Frozen Ever After was there, too, or maybe, whatever it was Maybe called. it is. Did you like that building when you went in and the panels would change color and then you would go into Turtle Talk, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. They had the, what's the thing that spin, spins around? I know this name. A merry-go-round. No. Nope. Carousel. No. Centrifuge. No. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's 3D, 3, 3D printed animation frames on this thing that spins around, and they flash a strobe light in oh, sequence. Oh, okay, right, it right. Comes yes. That thing was amazing. Zoetrope. Zoetrope, Zoetrope, yeah. Yeah. Zoetrope. Yeah. Uh, so that was there and all that. I really liked that building. You did? Yeah, just going in, that felt like a for me like a 1985 Disneyland experience sure, in right. DC. It was open, yes. there was stuff everywhere, it was cold. All the experiences were kind of ho-hum or okay. Yeah. But just being in that room, I remember feeling very Had that like pavilion feeling. It had that pavilion feeling to it that's really hard to create. And I felt like that room did it. And so you're going to go in there. That's what I like about uh, the launch in Tomorrowland, the Star Wars launch. Yeah, launch bay. That's what Mm -hmm. I like about launch bay is that sort of like, it's almost like a throwback to like old 
theme park stuff sure, where you yeah. sort of like go in and wander around a space for a little bit. So you'll do monsters. You'll do one in the theater. You'll you'll spend some time in there, and then you'll have a you know an e ticket experience with Guardians of the Galaxy that yeah. you guys have been on it since the re- your kids have been on it since the refresh. Some of your kids o- only have not my been oldest. On. Only my oldest. So you got can both go on it. Uh, my well, I wife took Kennedy at four, so all your kids can go on. It. My my wife is positive. That she will have a very terrible experience if she goes on it. Yeah. And I insist, no, you won't. It'll be a lot of fun. And she is terrified at the thought it of going on it. It is a lot more, it's a lot more approachable than first they make it seem. Yes. Disney does a I very agree. good job of assuring you that this is a terrifying, yeah, out of control elevator experience. And then you get off on it and it's way more approachable. Yes. If you write but it, it does not look that way from the outside. It does not. And no. if you grew up with the edge or any kind of Mally Boomer, any kind of drop ride, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't ever have that like e-ticket very long drop. It has lots of ones that get close, yes, but yep. it's more of an experience, and it, I think it's way more approachable. I I agree. I agree. She is not convinced in any way. Come before it's got to just know. Like once you get on, you will be glad that you're on it. You'll I, be like, oh, I know. This so isn't I tell that her, bad. This like, is you're fun. gonna love it. It's you're gonna rock think it's and roll now. She's afraid she's gonna die. She's 100 oh, percent convinced gonna she's going to die if she goes on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I don't think that will happen. And I said, I don't think that ever happens. So that's going to take up some time there. You guys will be ready for uh, late breakfast or an early lunch at that time, which is perfect because you're going to be uh, Pim's Kitchen. Pim, yeah, Pim's you're going to be kitchen. right around the corner from yep. Pim's Kitchen. So you're going to finish up at Tower of Terror, Guardians of the Galaxy, hook a right right into the Adventures Campus. That's probably a good way to enter it. So you save the Spider-Man reveal and go right to mm. Pim's Test Kitchen. Mm-hmm. That'll take some time. Not a lot else going on right there. So Spider-Man is up next and you'll all want to ride that. And that will take up, that will eat up an hour, okay. hour and some time. And our arms are going to be super tired afterwards. From shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from shooting. So I think you'll want to do that. I don't think that, you know, I don't think you're going to want to stay in, in the Adventures we'll probably, Campus. We'll probably watch uh, Doctor Strange for sure. That show? The show, the Doctor Strange show. And uh, So may- that'll eat up more time timing that all out unless right. you get lucky so i think you're there i think you're good in that land for an hour and a half two hours maybe if you do some shopping and just try to slow down a little bit eat ride yeah you're probably in there for two 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 hours two and a half hours uh, then you're gonna like go a lot for adventures campus i know but if you eat that's a 45 minute experience and if it's 115 for spider-man that's oh yeah that makes hours. sense okay that makes and then sense. you're gonna want to shop a little bit and see that doctor so you're probably in there for minimum two two and a half okay uh, and you were already in Backlot. You were already there for an hour and a half. So yeah. you're into your day now. Yeah. Then you're going to go do Cars Land. I don't know if you guys have done there. But if you did everything in Cars Land, that's, that takes you into nicely into mid-afternoon. Oh, for sure. Yeah, especially because if you don't lightning lane the uh, Radiator Springs, you're... And you're there for the day, so you you have to wait for that. And it's yeah. going to get closed down, so you're going to have to wait for it twice. <laughs> right, so, yeah. I think if you do everything in Cars Land, that takes up some nice time. Then you move on to the boardwalk, doing Credit Coaster, the Pixar, Toy Story, all, and yeah, Toy Story, Midway Mania. Uh, we do the, the emotional whirlwind too, and we do the um, yeah, the Ferris wheel. What's it yeah. called? Uh, the Ferris wheel. Yeah, it's not called the Mickey wheel. What's it called? Mickey wheel. It's, it's not called so called the, the Mickey's Fun Wheel. It's a Paradise no. or it's um, Pixar Pier. It's called the. Uh, I didn't know it was gonna move. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> We all, and uh, you'll do that, and then uh, you know, there's that pizza and, and pasta place, which I think, by all accounts, is one of the worst restaurants in Disney. That's back uh, underneath in Credit Coaster, all the way in the back of the park. You're suggesting that we eat there? Uh, I'm suggesting you guys talk about it. Okay, we'll uh, talk about it. Where are you going to eat lunch? Where are you going to eat lunch or an early dinner? Um, you going to get soup? You need a bread bowl? What's it called? Yeah, soup and a bread <laughs> yeah. bowl is the best. Okay. Have I ever told you how much I love soup and a bread bowl? I think so. It's one of my favorite things. For as much as I hate pulp, 
Yeah. Flip it on the other side. That's how much you I love bread love, Yeah. It's just all, you'll put any kind of soup in there or is it pretty much clam chowder? It's got to be a chowder or chili. Yeah. I don't even mind like a a, a very uh, hearty chicken noodle in a bread in a bread bowl. bowl? Wow, yeah, I've I never heard that. I've never heard somebody go chicken noodle yeah. before. A good corn chowder would be good. Clam yeah. chowder in a bread bowl. Clam is the chowder, best. corn chowder, or chili or chili. Okay, uh, but boy, just talking about bread bowls. Now you're all excited. <laughs> brings a smile on my face. So yeah, we're gonna eat. Yeah, we're probably gonna do that. So that's your that's your late lunch, possibly early dinner, but no, it can't be early dinner because we've got other plans. You're going to walk off that bread bowl, too. Yeah, you're going to walk off there. You're going to do a coaster once, maybe twice. You're going to do Midway Mania. You know what I love about a bread bowl? Yeah. <laughs> Is you get, they cut out that top, right? And they yeah. just, like, good places will just keep that top right next to oh, you. Oh, yeah, definitely. And they use that, you dip in for that Dip top. it, yep. And then you eat the whole thing, and then you scrape along the insides. Yeah. So you get a little of that bread and the soup together. Yeah. And then you rip the bread bowl apart, and, by, you know, and the whole thing's gone. Yeah. I think there's certain meals there. Watching, 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 looking at somebody's finished meal, uh, there's levels of disgust there. So, like a slice of pizza, <laughs> it's okay if you ordered a box of pizza and you didn't finish it. And I see a, I see a pizza box that has like, three or four okay, slices. Okay, I can understand. Like that. that's not that gross. It's yeah. fine. I might even have one. Yeah. But if I look at your, if I look at somebody who's just manhandled a bread bowl, that's gross. So and then it's like ninety percent gone. <laughs> yeah. And there's just sort just of like clean. Some are just clean to the skin of the bread. That's, that's right. Nasty. Or that it's all ripped apart. So it's just the base of it. It's yeah. just like the sum of it is left. And you're like, why didn't you at least finish it? Yeah, you might as well have just finished it. At that yeah. Point. I don't go stump. I leave. I so then you're going to hook around, go up and, uh, you know, you still got all you still got all the little kitty rides to do there. And yeah. you got Goofy Sky School and you're going to go in and you have to do the rapids and you're going to have to do Soren. And oh, that's going to so put cold. you that's I can't do the rapids you, right now. Yeah, you're going to have to. And that's going to put you at uh, Buena Vista Street uh, in the Carthay Circle Theater for dinner. You would have had to. But doing rap, you're talking about doing the rapids at like five o'clock, six o'clock. I'm in sorry, the I'm not the one that went to DCA for all day. Why wouldn't you do it the opposite way? Why wouldn't you start at Soren and go around that way? I guess you could. I'm, I'm not doing that. I will allow you to then uh, hit hit the do it first, the twirly ride. That way, yeah, you're getting cold. You were all so bread chilly. Now you're all there. Yeah, so you, you can go. You can go rapids first, and then hook back, pick up a churro, then go down and start my 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 grand circle tour the way you're supposed okay, to. Okay, well, it. let's. I don't want to derail you. So we so we go uh, Grizzly River Run. We do. Yeah, the, by the time you end up back at Buena Vista Street, uh, you know you're there to see the man in his dream stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. again. Maybe you've already seen this already today. But that's okay. You do a little shopping till your dinner reservation comes up. Then you're where gonna, do I eat? Carthay Circle. Yeah, you're eating at Carthay Circle okay. for sure. It's yeah. your one day, and you haven't been there for a while, and you saved all this money on not getting a park hopper ticket. That's right. Yeah. You're eating at Carthay Circle. It's sixty dollars uh, per kid and per and per adult. Exactly. Yeah. And then I think you, uh, if you still have time left on it, you do either just one more half lap and finish in Cars Land or just go straight to Cars Land. But you need to let a little time pass between Carthay Circle and, and wrapping up at the Cozy Cone uh, if, you can, oh, yeah. if you can do anything yeah. there and getting a Sunday or something. I don't know. So I think I think that's your full day. And I think you I think you felt good. I think you definitely used no, where up does all- a world of color uh, factor into this. Uh, you you skipped the rapid ride and you watched World of Color. Yes, and okay. then you go to Carthay Circle. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Somebody, it's, the question is, can you eat up your whole day and feel like you you did a lot of stuff? And I think the answer is yes. Would you be jonesing to do that the exact same way the next day or to mix it up? And that's where I just run into some things with DCAs. If you really nailed DCA, you did my loop there, you modified my loop, yeah, and you kind of hit everything and you did it. And somebody's like, I can't wait to do that again tomorrow. It's like. Really? Do you? Really? You want like to do what? what? What is the thing that you want to do <laughs> what again? Is the thing? I get that cars ride's really, really good. Yeah, but 
But to do a burn another day there? But, but during a whole nother day there, it's like, do you want to just go ride Guardians? I hear that. I get that. Do you want to go ride cars? I get that. And Credit Coaster? I get that. But that's why I say DCA has made itself, unfortunately, more utility, more of a utility thing than a chill hang. Do you think that uh, in the Grand Circle Tour that you just laid out, that that is a casual day? Or is that like... You know, when you're trying to do Disneyland today, you're like, we got to do one after another. We got to hit these things. Or is it more of like a hey, DCA is your, is your leisurely day in a theme park as opposed to Disneyland, which is a hardcore. We're going, you know, uh, we're, we're doing this for real. Yeah, I think you're going to run into one pain point, and that's going to be Radiator Springs racers. Yeah. I think yeah. that that is where your day is going to is going to be made into magic or or possibly go south. And you're going to figure out when to pick that thing up or you're going to have to lightning lane it if you're lightning laning that because you want to have a leisurely day and you know that that choke point halfway through your day Mm, is not going to derail the rest of the day. Then I think, dude, I found myself thinking about this in a very Scott storm side way of, I'm just going to pay for it. I'm like, am I, am I really just going to pay for it? Like for those things for, no, I mean like rise of resistance and am I just going to pay for it? I I, think so. I I hate to think that I would, Yeah, but if I have one day at DCA and we're heading toward the end of the day and we have not been able to get on radiator Springs, I'm probably paying for it. Do they run out of lightning lane reservations? I think if you are willing to put down money, I think they will find a place for you. Okay. That's my, that's my suspicion. Same, the same thing with galaxy's edge. Like I, if I, I would definitely try to hit rise of resistance first thing in the morning and wait and stand by. But if we're coming up on the day and we, we've either done one day or we're running out of time, we're in our last day in the park. Yeah. To not, to miss out on rise of resistance would be a huge fail for me. Uh, and so I would yeah, like end the first up time we that. went to first time that ride was open. We went there. Uh, I'd already been to galaxy's edge when it wasn't open, but the first yeah. time we were there when, when rise of resistance out, we found in the parking lot in Mickey's and friends, I think they had signs that said, you're not riding rise of resistance today. And I was bummed. Like, I the, remember that. I remember were, when you went down, that was when you and I first started talking. Yeah. I was excited yeah. to ride it. That's why we drove down there. And they let me know that in the parking yeah, lot. Like, there's like, no chance. There's, you have no chance. And I was like, how that feels so on Disney to let me know. Before Just you even I, get in the park. Yeah, I was already like, oh, so how do you ride this ride? And so anyways, I think you can do totally do a day in DCA. I think you should if you have not been to DCA in three years, two years, yeah. three years. I think you definitely should. Spider-Man right now is not enough of a pull if you've been there in the last year and yeah. you've only got two days, then it's not enough of a pull for me. But I think you should. And I think you should do it for, for all it's worth. Uh, I don't know how, and this is true for both of us as podcast hosts i don't know how the lightning lane thing has changed lines and how lines work i feel like i i feel like my knowledge now is old because i got to go see how this lightning lane genie plus thing how it actually affects the line very like knowledge of what's the right amount it's like riding disneyland attractions is like trading stocks like you know when it's high and low and you're moving in between yeah and you're like 25 for like a credit coaster like that's a go i'm in let's go go 25 and i bet you watch it's gonna hit 15 for a second so this is a double ride let's do it now all that stuff might be out of you know might be out yeah for sure totally different now for sure so we got to figure that out it sounds like a research trip. It sounds like a research. That's what it sounds research like. trip. That's what we're gonna do. Is right. that, I say that in a weird way. No, as a mater, you were doing a callback to no, Cars Land. Cars Land. Yep. I sure was. I'm tired. Yeah. What did we miss? Did we miss anything in there? I don't think so. I mean, I think the conclusion. You didn't eat at smoke jumpers, and that's like the hungry bear ish equivalent restaurant. I mean, I go. I could see doing smoke jumpers. Maybe I, I get did. that uh, the, those, that chicken fries place we talked about that's from what Pixar movie is that there's like a chicken fries place. Remember? Oh yeah. That's isn't that from chicken Toy fingers. Story? Isn't that big owls, big owls, chicken fingers. No, I think you're thinking of big owls toys. Oh yeah. I am thinking Toy of big Bar. owls toy. I don't know where the chicken fingers are from. 
I'm going go back that. to our go back to our our Pixar. I'm going to that Pixar though. in the park. I'm getting that cheese. My yeah. my grand circle too. You're eating about every fifty minutes. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I love eating. And you said bread bowl. I know you hit bread bowl to chicken fries. Is it disgusting if I go chili or chowder in a bread bowl? And then I get a cozy cone as well at some point. Are you going to put that cozy cone in the middle? Are you going bread bowl, cozy cone upside down? No, no, no. I just as as a separate separate meal, I get a cozy cone and, uh, and I, and I have the cone as well. Is that way too much bread? Oh, it is. But I mean, and uh, see DC, I think, I think if you want to do that, I think you're going to need to do my plan. But for every e-ticket ish ride, you you have to walk a full lap, then you go to the next. Oh, one. okay. So after Guardians of the Galaxy, you do a full walk. Can and I then eat the pretzel? Can I eat the Pam's pretzel? pretzel now too? Yeah, those are super pretzels <laughs> are great. So you're getting cozy cone, two bread bowls, a Pim's pretzel, <laughs> yeah. the chicken fries. Yep. How many laps do I have jumpers, to do? And you're eating a Carthay Circle. Yeah. Don't forget churros too. Right. No. There, yeah. There's a churro I mean, stuff I, I in there. Don't be crazy. How no. would I not? Why would I not eat a churro? It's like not going to Disneyland. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's so, yeah. all, that's that's a big basically day. every time you see me I have some sort of bread thing in my hand. That <laughs> right, I'm yeah, no, yeah. I don't think that's too much to ask. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, so we have concluded that the storms could do a full day in DCA, could and should, without getting a park hopper. Yeah, okay. you could. Yeah, and now here's a, let me ask just a secondary bonus question. In fact, let me let me just yeah. answer. Let me preface that. I think almost you should so that you are forced to do DCA and fully experience DCA and, and fully experience it because if you have the park hopper and something goes wrong you will be tempted to just bail out to Disneyland absolutely that's why I was gonna I was gonna yeah. ask that and then I was gonna say like is there any do you think I'm missing out if I don't get the park hoppers for a Disneyland day or do you think it's like no you just you have more than enough to do in Disneyland There's we've no done need. that we've done we've done both and you know our our the rut that we fell in was park hoppers, Disney in the morning, DCA, Disney in the evening. Right. And we got into a rut with that. And some, I feel like there's a weird segment now. I'm like, well, we go, we have our routine at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's not we, weird. We have, you, we, you do your things. It's a family thing. Yeah, that it's you our do. family thing. I, we have enjoyed. We're going to really break our Disney rut. <laughs> We're going to stop going <laughs> to our DCA in the afternoon come back. We got to do, we got to mix it up. So all I'm oh, saying, I'm really, I'm really thinking about the choices we've made in our lives, especially when it comes to theme park touring. <laughs> totally. Uh, we have done just the Disney day and I really like it. I like a dedicated Disney day. I think if you're just going Disney one day and DCA one day, then I do think you're leaving stuff on the table because mm. Disney, I believe is, is becoming harder and harder to do in a day and hit everything. No, I think you, you gotta to go. I think you're absolutely right. I think you gotta go Disneyland, DCA, Disneyland. Yeah. Whether you put the hopper in it is sort of the essence of this, this whole discussion. But I, I think we have landed on, if you have not been there in a long time, if it's been a couple of been a couple of years, yeah. then you absolutely can do a full day at DCA without getting the hopper, and then don't get the hoppers for Disneyland because you don't have to have hoppers uh, when you're when you have your Disneyland days. Yeah, the only thing we forgot we forgot uh, Little Mermaid. We forgot the Little Mermaid ride, which I love. Little Mermaid's down right now. Oh, is it? I love yeah. that ride. Never been on Under it. Under the sea. I mean, I I appreciate it because it's an omnivore omnivore ride. Yeah, and there are not nearly enough of those in DCA. Need to be more. I agree. Those. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it's the only you know, it's the only dark ride that feels like a Disney classic dark Disney, ride yeah, right. I, in yeah. in DCA because Monsters does not feel that way. Show it's building's got, weird though, don't you think? It's just sort of like a giant show building. Yeah, I mean, it's like a it's like a under the sea palace above the water. Yeah, or well, like there's a, like no theming to it. There's like feels, no theming to it. Yeah, some of it feels uh, Neptune's palacy in Santa Cruz. It feels, it yes. feels Santa Cruz. It to does me, sort of feel that way. The inlays on the ground that you wait in are nice. Like the, yeah. the tile work is nice. Uh, the tile be, work's gorgeous. 
Whoopi Goldberg's uh, American Dream used to be right there. Mm. The two entrances were there, which was a movie. Her personal American Dream. Yeah, she was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was working, I think, seven to five. I can't remember the exact hours. That sounds hours. about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't remember the exact hours. But she was there. You'd go in there, and then she would tell you about the American You're Dream. You're like, t- Whoopi, tell me about your American Dream. <laughs> Did you ever see that? No, I when didn't. it was there? No. Right, it was across from the Painted Ladies or something in there, and it was a movie, and you waited, and you went, and you and they talked about the American Dream, like Golden Dream. I don't I know what I don't do movies when we get to disney circle rama aside yeah circle rama aside yeah right but i don't that was awesome that movie changed my life yeah for sure for sure but i like if it is an attraction that is like we stand inside a room we watch a movie nope that's not an attraction captain eo okay okay 3d if it's 3d (laughs) yeah you gotta add some things to it yeah if it's three if it's just watching Whoopi goldberg yeah no all right Whoopi Goldberg in 3D? Maybe. Maybe. That's maybe. maybe. All right. <laughs> I think you can do it, and I think you should do it, and I think you should challenge yourself to be constrained to the park that you picked. Uh, so that I you, love that idea. So you're not looking for opportunity, because sometimes those when you go looking for opportunities, you, those opportunities bite you. Yeah. And so sometimes just letting the park do what it needs to do and being committed to it is, is really fun. Disneyland, single park, DCA single park, one day with a hopper. That seems That's, to be ideal. Yeah. That's I that's ideal. It lets you it it uh that is ideal. It it relieves the stress of that first day in DCA because if you do miss something, you can kind of say like, all right, we're gonna pick it up. That still yeah. could come back yeah, to yeah. bite, yeah. But it does give you that morning to uh to pick up things you missed in DCA to yeah. really allow, allow a stress free thing uh, for ride breakdowns, things like that. Yeah. And then you still get Disney at night on your last day, which is a must for me. Not for you. Apparently, you finish at Flows. Flows is a great place. It is it's great. fantastic theming. Yeah, and the cotton candy. In Cars Land is great. Oh, good. That's a good tip. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, it is. Right on. So good. Fun podcast. Oh, man. Thanks for your You advice. do this every week? Every week oh, I do fun. this. Okay. With you. Oh, I'm here? Yeah, every oh, week. Oh, fun. Uh, and we love making the show. Yeah. I'm telling you we love making oh, the okay, show. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I do love it. I know you do. <laughs> and we hope... Our listener has loved listening to it. I hope so. I hope so, too. Uh, this show has been called Bob's and Banthas, and we release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, which really doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. YouTube, that which does exist. and yeah. just uh, barely hanging on that YouTube. Oh, I know. They're trying just to figure out how to find a market. Little scrappy YouTube. Yeah, a little video coming. You think people want to watch videos about everyday stuff all the time? Probably not. No, probably not. They're mm. just... Find, well, trying to find just, a way. It's why don't we just cute. see? Why don't we just cute, see what's really. out here? Yeah, it's really cute. Anyways, we're there, so you should listen to us on YouTube. By the way, again, if you have not had the opportunity yet to go over to YouTube and subscribe to us there. Just do the subscription. Just do the subscription. We're not asking you to listen to us there. Don't hit the bell. You want to listen to us. Thanks very much. In fact, we got a really great comment from one of our listeners oh, who listened to us over on YouTube, and he said, yeah, I listened to you twice. Oh, wow. I was like, thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, that. That's great. We can also be heard on the Magic of the Mouse Radio every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. You can check out Magic of the Mouse Radio for the best Disney music and podcast 24-7 by visiting WDisby.com or... Oh, just go to the website, bobsledsandbanthas.com. Browse around, and then if you type radio in the URL, you'll then find out. Then you'll get out. there. You'll get there, yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Please be sure to follow us. We would love it if you left us a review wherever you listen to us. Mm-hmm. We would like to know what you think of the show, and it helps other people find out about the show. It's called Discoverability, Aaron. Yeah, it it's really, really helps the algos. It really helps the algos. It's very important in this social media Which I game. feel like is going to be some plot point in the Chippendale Rescue Rangers. At some point, an oh, algorithm yeah. is going to be a character in that movie. Yeah. I don't know how. Maybe uh, not. Actual character in Space Jam. Uh, it oh, was the algorithm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think it was Algae Rhythm is what his name was. Algae Rhythm. I watched it. It was okay. Whatever. They're really? both about as... <laughs> really? Both, yeah. It's okay. It's, all, it's good. 
The Tell You was in LA last week. That was neat. Had some good food. <laughs> Um, you can visit us at bobsandbanthas.com. You can email us podcast at bobsandbanthas.com. Support us over on Patreon. Boy, we would love it if you support us on Patreon. We do a lot of fun things there. We release uh, basically a full podcast almost every other week. Yeah, for you to other. listen to this week, we're talking about I think your trip to Santa Monica, my distaste of pulp and orange juice, uh-huh. your love of a good navel orange. And I feel like, oh, O.J. Simpson. We all talked about O.J. Simpson. Simpson. Very little Mary Lou Retton, which is a bummer, but we will work on that. Uh, and I would say no Mary Lou Yeah, Retton. it was zero. Yeah. What, why would we be talking about Mary Lou Retton? Because were you thinking earlier in this podcast. Nancy Kerrigan? Is that what you're thinking? No, of? no. Earlier in this podcast, you said uh, you tried to say the word written, but you said retin. And since you said that word, Mary Lou Retton has been in my mind and I needed her to get out so well, I there can you move go. on with my day. Also, no Christy Yamaguchi, just <laughs> yeah. so that we're clear. I think. I'll have to listen to but the We edit. don't know, though. We can't guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can wear us over at tpublic.com. You can join all the Bantha cheers for the fun we have on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We are at Bob Sleds and Banthas. That's correct. I don't even know what the question was. I was thinking about Mary Lou Retton and how good she was doing on those weedy she's boxes such a sweet, and stuff. She's such a sweet. She's so happy. To she's so just happy. Like, inspiration. She really is an inspiration. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at Bob Sleds and Banthas. Uh, lots of fun. You can DM us, send us things you think are funny. Just like things. It's a fun. Instagram's an interesting place. It sure is. Yeah, it's no Santa Monica. Occasionally it's we post close. there. Yeah, occasionally. Uh, but we'll, we'll try to do that more often. All right, maybe. Yeah. What else? Did we talk uh, about that's T-Pub- it. Did we talk about TeePublic? I think we did say wear us at TeePublic.com, but I'm going to say it again. Okay. And we talked about Patreon, TeePublic, Instagram. Uh, we had a, a listener that wrote in, we'll, we'll read the email coming up, but there was a suggestion that we make a t-shirt that has a Bantha riding in a Matterhorn bobsled. Yes. If I had artistic prowess i would be able to do that yes i've actually drawn a, a really rough concept of that image i love it i think it was on our instagram is harold in it as well no it was just the bantha i like the idea i think of it's on our instagram from a long time ago bantha in a bobsled yeah it is mm, i'm pretty sure i could be wrong i think you, might want, du- I think you might want to double check that okay i'll okay. go back i'll go back and fake news <laughs> yeah could be <laughs> hey until next week he has been aaron hi and i've been scott how you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks and we've been Bob's and Banthas. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. In electro-synthomagnetic musical sound. The magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.